They're so extra. And they're so Christmas. They're so Xmas. Do you know what today is, Heather? Sunday, the 22nd. You- Hanukkah! Happy Hanukkah. Dude, what's the difference between... And I, I, I'm I, really sorry that I didn't look this up. This is something I probably could have Googled. What's the difference between C-H Hanukkah and H spelled Hanukkah? One is more Americanized than, than the other. Because I literally texted one of my Jewish friends. Sure. And I said, blah, blah, blah. Are you doing anything for Hanukkah? I spelled it C-H. She texted me back and she said, I don't do Hanukkah and spelled it with an H back to me. And I was like, was this like a passive aggressive correction? I think probably one is probably more Hebrew than the other, if I had to guess. Mm. Makes sense. My understanding is is that it's also pronounced with a hard kind of sound. I love that sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't come up very much in traditional. uh, Mm. Do you know anything about Hanukkah? No, I almost did. I was once in love with a Jewish man. Ah, oh, it didn't work out? No, and I was ready. I was ready to learn all about the Hanukkah. Interesting. But. So I also did not know anything about Hanukkah, but I looked up a little bit. Okay, so we say Happy Hanukkah. We say Happy Hanukkah. Yes. And interestingly enough, I think the thing that stood out most for me is that Hanukkah isn't actually like a huge Jewish holiday. It only became so because... It's right around Christmas, so I think it got bumped up a little bit. And I guess I should also say, first of all, like, if you are Jewish and I say anything wrong, I pre-apologize to you. Um, I was raised in Utah, and I did not actually meet a person who practiced until I moved to Washington when I was, like, 35. Cliff and I like to think of ourselves as very inclusive humans. Yeah, absolutely. In the spirit of of learning and communal learning and talking about things, uh, we're going to talk about something we don't know a lot about. Going to try real hard. What I know of Hanukkah is... There was something about the oil burned for eight days in a row, yeah. even though it was only supposed to burn for a short period yeah, of time. Yeah, absolutely. So there was like a war going on. They retook a temple that uh, had been captured by their enemy. They needed to rededicate the temple, and there was only enough oil to burn for one day, and that oil kept burning for eight. So that's and that why was the you miracle. do. That's the miracle, and that's why you, they light a candle every night. So mm-hmm. I don't. I think it's a really cool tradition, um, even just like watching it from the outside. So have a great Hanukkah, and you know the cool thing is, is starting today they get to go well past Christmas too. Yes. Yeah. Cliff, you have the big magic list. I do have the big magic list. Are you ready? Yes. All right. So we're talking about the do's and do nots of a pet friendly Christmas. So this came up with one of my friends the other night. I think this is important to talk about for a couple of reasons. One, you might be a brand new pet owner. And if so, congratulations. I'm so happy that you have a pet in your life. They make every holiday better. So much better. Not only do we talk about some of this stuff for people who are new pet owners, but there are new things all the time. A couple of things that I just want to start off with, and I'm pretty sure these aren't on your list. Perfect. Find the closest 24-hour emergency vet and get the phone number in every family member's cell phone. Yep. This is something that will save you precious minutes when you have a crisis situation because you can immediately go into the car with your pet, start heading towards the emergency vet. You already know where you're going. You've already mapped it. You know where it is. And then you can call them on your way to say, hey, my dog ate X, Y, and Z. We'll be there in eight minutes. As opposed to everybody's Googling. You don't know which one's the closest. You start calling. No. As someone who had to find a 24-hour vet on uh, Easter because that's when my dog needed back surgery, I 100% agree with that idea. (laughs) The phone number to the emergency vet and everyone's phone. Second tip, 
if you do not have your pet microchipped, uh, do that do that immediately with different schedules, with family coming in. Maybe you are boarding your pet. Animals get loose. They get out. That microchip is going to be your pet's ride home if the shelter finds them. Absolutely. And not only get the microchip, but make sure that microchip is up to date and registered to you. Now, if you adopted your pet from a shelter and they're already microchipped, that microchip is going to send them back to the shelter. The shelter looks up their records. They know that it's you. Then eventually you get called. But if something happens... To your pet and a decision needs to be made immediately about a surgical choice or yeah. something you don't want to waste that time so that is a tip i have not followed and i should before the holidays because mine is still registered to the place that i got my dog in utah it's so, a good idea it's a good idea other do's and don'ts i could talk for 18 hours about pet tips perfect these pet tips come to us from the fine folks at innovet i don't know anything about them but they sell pet stuff great so the first thing they're saying is, is when you put up your Christmas tree, you don't want your dogs to be able to get in there and drink the tree water. Oh, no. Because it's not good for them. Try and keep the uh, the needles the needles vacuumed up because your dogs can eat them. They're super pointy. Mm-hmm. They can do terrible things to their insides if they eat them. So yes. be careful with your Christmas tree. You know, um, one thing that we've always done is on the bottom boughs of your Christmas tree, Brooke bought some bells, put them on the bottom of the tree. And then if the dog goes under it, you hear a ring, 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 ring. And you know that your dog's messing around with a Christmas tree. So... That's very smart. Very smart. My tree's fake now, but you yes. Know, There's right. also the option to put the baby gate around the tree. Absolutely. I subscribe to that option. Nothing wrong with that. All right. So, do if you're eating Christmas dinner, you can totally share a little bit of turkey with your dog. Turkey's fine for dogs. Just make sure that it doesn't have the skin or uh, gravy or maybe whatever other sauce you might put under turkey because that can make their their stomachs upset. As long as it's kind of just plain turkey, absolutely fine for your dog. Actually, our good friend right now uh, whose dog is sick is on a turkey diet, so absolutely okay. Well, one of the things that's important to mention, and we have talked about this in previous podcasts together, Cliff, dogs don't have a concept of size. Yes. So we all think, oh, we're going to load up the plate with all of the things and it's going to show our love for them. Yep. They can't tell the difference. They have spatial recognition, so they know when it's close to their mouth and they can get it quickly or whether it's far away in the refrigerator on the table. So just the smallest amounts are going to go so far. So this has nothing to do with that at all, but it made me think of it when you said it. Have you ever been at home and maybe your spouse, your boyfriend or whatever is about to come home and your dog, maybe your parents even, starts to get really excited and you're like, how does my dog know that my parents are coming home? That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Your dog can tell, like people that come and go from your house every day, Uh they can tell when they're about to get home based on the smell in your house of you. So let's say you leave for work every day at eight and you get home at five. At about 4.30, the dog knows that the amount of smell of you in the house is at the point where you're going to be home soon. And that's why they start to get excited. That is so crazy, Isn't that insane? Yeah, because my dog does it. He starts to get excited about 4, 4 4.30. And it's because he knows I'm coming home, not based on what time it is or how much time has passed, because time isn't a concept for them. Right. But he knows that at about 4.30, that's when it stops to smell as much like dad as it normally does, and that I'll be home soon. I've never known you to have any sort of an odor cliff. I, I Well, so the other thing I know about dogs is, you know how when you smell a soup and you're like, wow, that soup smells good? Yes. Dogs can tell the individual ingredients in that soup. That's how good their sense of smell is versus ours. Dogs. Right? They it's do amazing. everything. My dog also knows that when, so like I call my wife when we leave, I call Brooke. 
usually say like, I'm going to go get the mail. Love you. And she's okay. I love you too. I'll see you in a minute. And my dog knows that when she says, I love you, I'll see you in a minute, that that means I'm home. And he starts to freak out. Oh, Isn't that adorable? Yes. And so if, if we're talking and I'm not home, she has to say something else or he gets upset. He's a good dog. All right. You ready for another dog fact? Yes. So if you're making food, traditional Christmas food, like a lot of times that has Brussels sprouts or other winter vegetables, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's not a lot of good fresh stuff going on right now, but let's say you're making beets or any of those things that uh, we learned about the other day. Those, as long as they don't have a lot of sauce on them, a lot of butter, a lot of added uh, salt, that kind of thing are also fine to share with your dogs. So there's a lot of things you can sneak under the table to give your dogs as long as you're careful that they don't have a lot of sauce, a lot of super rich stuff that'll make them sick. Definitely Christmas morning, you're going to want to clean up your wrapping paper and your ribbons and your bows. Oh, yes. Because that's they just look at that as a fun dog toy that you've brought home. Yes. And a pro tip for afterwards, if they have ingested the ribbon, if you've got a little bit of ribbon hanging off the butt area, (laughs) very important, do not pull it. Oh, really? Do not help that because the ribbon could be twisted around in their intestines. Oh, no. And you could cause grave damage. Oh, no. So if you know that your dog ate a string of ribbon yeah. <laughs> and then you see a little bit of that ribbon hanging out the rear end, yeah. you have to go to the vet and get that x-ray oh, no. checked in. I'm not a vet, so I'm not going to tell you what the vet's going to do. But the vet will tell you what he's going to do. Yes. Do not pull it, though. Or she. Very important. Yeah, I, I did not know that. That's good. Yes. We are learning so much today, Heather. So That's many great. things. Um, I think, though, if you do have a box and you have a cat, you should leave the box out for the cat, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, again, we were saying, you know, do make sure to, if you have a, a real Christmas tree, to, to keep your, your pine needles clear. And I think that that, even more so, like if you are like me and you put up a real Christmas tree on about December 22nd, because that seems to be when I actually have enough time to do it. But you don't take it away until like February 15th. Equally important to make sure you vacuum up after all the the thousands of pine needles that are going to come off that tree. Should we talk about poisonous things real quick? Yes, please tell me about poisonous things. I think this is really important because we all know that dogs can have chocolate and we all know that. However, uh, when we have new guests at the home, sometimes these are not dog people or cat people. They don't know what is okay and what's not okay to feed your pet. So if you put a list on your fridge well, of a these good idea. items, that way your guests can see them. You're not being all preachy with them. Like they know to consult the list on the fridge because they might not know. Hey, no chocolate. No chocolate. No nuts, unless it's a peanut. Yep. No grapes, no raisins. Currants. No garlic, no onion. Yes. Also, that means they should not have mince pies or fruitcake. And no artificial sweeteners. So anything that might have xylitol in it, yep. uh, that means chewing gum. And a lot of peanut butter. Yes. Any sort of candy canes. A lot of times those are sweetened with xylitol. Also, no bones. Don't give them your leftover turkey bones. They can shatter and do right. all sorts of terrible things to them. And nutmeg is apparently very bad for them as well. And a lot of dogs um, are fine with milk products, but some, again, are lactose intolerant. So if you've got a new pet and you haven't given them the whipped cream before. Don't share your eggnog with your dog. Stay away from it. Play it safe. I guess that's the other thing. Like, I think people think it's, you know, I don't want to say funny, but, you know, like, haha, I'm having some champagne. My dog can have some champagne. Don't give your dog alcohol. No. 
We sound very restrictive right now, but let's paint a nice happy picture. Maybe you're getting the potatoes ready for mashed potatoes, and、yep. you grab a little square of the potato that has cooled off. Absolutely. And you share that with your dog、yep. for a nice little sit. That is perfect.、Um, maybe you are carving the turkey, and a little piece of meat falls off. Oh, please, yes, share that with your dog. You know, I think what you should actually do is, like in our last episode, you should be one of those people that spends more on your dog than your spouse. <laughs> yeah. And just make sure they have a bunch of treats, like a a cornucopia of different kinds of treats that your dog might like. The other thing that I do want to mention: pet people have to stick together. If you see an animal that seems to be lost or loose, if it is safe to do so,、uh, please. Stop and help them out. If you don't feel like you can get close enough to read a tag, or you don't feel comfortable actually making contact with the animal, hop on your phone.、Um, there are a lot of lost pet sites on Facebook, little community pages. Yep. One here,、uh, Lost Pets of King County, here in the Seattle area. There's also、uh, Paw Boost. You can hop onto Paw Boost. You can take a photo from wherever you are and upload that,、um, and let someone know, "Hey, I saw this dog here." It's probably honestly the only thing that Nextdoor.com is really good for. Nextdoor. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's really important, especially as the temperatures start dropping. A lot of animals are not going to make it overnight outside. Yep. So if you see an animal and you believe that they should not be loose. Outside, please help them. I've always looked at that as dog karma. You、yes. know, if if you find someone else's dog and help bring that dog back to them, that just builds up in the universe. And at some point in time, when your dog gets out, someone else is going to find your dog and bring it back to you. That is the hope. I have a lot of dog karma built up right now. I'll be honest. Good. Very good. Yes. And something else that I didn't previously know. I don't know if you know about this, Cliff. You can always call your local animal control or your local shelters. But most of the time, if you are willing and able,、um, you can. Foster that animal at your house, really, and just register the animal with the shelter, so that if their family comes to the shelter looking for them, they have a record. Oh, that dog is with Chrysanthemum Cliff. I did not know that. Yes.、Uh, so if you live in an area where being at the shelter is not a good place, if you're a dog, <laughs> <laughs>、um, you can go ahead and say, Hey, you know, this might be one of my neighbor's dogs that I found. Why don't I keep them at my house、um, and see, you know, and you. You register with the shelter, and then you have them right there at your That's house. That's very cool. That's how my parents got their last dog. Oh, yeah, forever, <laughs> forever. <laughs> I said, "Hey, can we leave this dog here for the weekend? Because we can't have it in our apartment." And the shelter's closed, and they're like, "Yeah, sure." And then they had a dog for 15 years. So, cheers to that. Yeah, it's a happy ending, Cliff. Right? I love it. Happily ever after. Very nice. What are we talking about on Monday, Cliff? Something about reindeer next time. I am absolutely. I'm going to tell you two flying stories. Are you ready for two different flying stories? Epic. Perfect. <laughs>